episode 240 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, personal branding in our business cards dead. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, and Brian, this comes on the heels of me watching episode five of Growing Bold, and we'd actually had this conversation a week before, but then I watched in the video, as you said, you had a stack of 84 business cards yep. there. Yep, 84 so meetings, yep. I will let you start out with our business cards dead. Okay, so I'll start here, and then I'm, I, I, and I have a couple questions for you, but here's my opinion on business cards, okay? In one sense, I feel like they're just kind of a necessary evil in some circumstances, especially in a case where you're doing two and a half days of 84 meetings. Like it's just to just grab something, put it in your pocket, come back to it a couple hours later and log the information. To me, a business card is nothing more than a formality of transport for someone's information. I personally don't care at all about what the business card looks like. All I want is, does it have your company name, your name, your position, your phone number, your email? That's all I want. I literally could care less if you scribbled it on a sticky note and put it in my pocket. I would be just as happy with that. I care 0% about the looks of a business card. We, I have business cards and I use some of them, not to all every meeting, but I did give some of them away in this case, just because the volume was so high. And again, when you're meeting with somebody, even just for a couple of minutes and, you know, getting bombarded, sometimes it's good to just get, you know, get their card, give them something that's sitting in their pocket too. But I look at it two ways. I believe that no one's going to see my business cards once they put it in their pocket. So it's irrelevant. One, two, I prefer to actually not give business cards at all. I prefer to say, I don't give business cards. And I do this often, but I did hand some out when I was at Outdoor Retailer and in this video. I prefer to say, I don't hand out business cards. Give me your email address and what's your cell phone number. And I'm going to put it in my phone right here on the spot. And I'm going to text you. And I'm going to shoot you an email. Now you got my info. I got your info. It's in my phone. I got your cell. I got your email. I don't need anything more. And so that's what I prefer. So to me, the business card is literally just a, like, a vessel for your basic information. You disagree entirely, but that's my perspective. Completely disagree because has anybody ever told you, holy smokes, that's the best business card I've ever seen? Ours, yes, because we have really sick letter-pressed business cards, but <laughs> I also don't, if I'm gonna have business cards, dude, they're gonna be really awesome and bold. So don't get me wrong, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna have really nice cards. But I don't care about it, receiving a card of any sort, of any quality or caliber from anyone else. Right. So you brought up one of the nice points is I've never understood why in this, in this era of personal branding on everything that you do, we say you got to create high quality content to engage with your audience. Sure, that's, that, that matters for digital. Yet somehow when I meet Brian Cristiano, CEO, this guy who's building a $100 million company, and I want, I'm like, holy smokes, I can't believe I'm, I'm meeting Brian. And what am I going to do? I'm going to give him a crappy business card that was given to me by the company that I work for. Uh, no, thank you, because Brian Cristiano is building a $100 million company. And just like you said, do you think you're going to get his attention with a piece of crap business card? No, thank you. So for me, where all this comes from is, 
I've built vacant sports via grassroots efforts and uh, building a community. So when I first started out, I got 500 Vistaprint cards created, and I at all times carried at least 20 cards with me. And this is my uh, early days when I was just a little lowercase g. <laughs> and uh, anytime I saw someone with a hat on that was a sports hat, I had to go up and give them a card because I saw Mark Cuban on Shark Tank say um, to a girl who he wasn't going to invest in, he goes, I just don't believe that you have to you have everything in you to do whatever it takes, no matter what. And every time I thought in my head, no, I don't want to give this card to this person. I think of Mark Cuban who says, you're not willing to do everything that you that you want to in order to succeed. So I'm like, shit. All right, I'd go up and give them this business card. And in that instance, I agree. It was um, a low value interaction, but it was, hey, what's up, man? I saw you wearing a Dodgers hat. Um, Cody Bellinger's crushing. Hey, we run this sports blog. We've got a community of like-minded uh, sports fans. Love you to check it out because I'm on the train. I got 15 seconds. Boom. If I get a 1% success rate, cool. But more importantly, it got me comfortable talking to anybody and giving them something of a personal, personal branding piece. So the next thing for me is, all right, I got these baller ass cards made because my graphic designer is awesome. They're transparent, they're unlike anything that you see there. And for me, I use them to create a positive branding experience. So I very much believe that the quality of everything I do is reflective in everything that I do. So if I'm gonna give you a piece of shit business card, you're gonna look at me and say, that guy probably does piece of shit work. However, if I give an awesome business card, even if you're gonna throw that away, you're never gonna see it again. When you see that thing, you're gonna know this guy brings a level of quality and an attention to detail to match. So for me, I think of it as creating the first positive brand interaction. I don't care about the contact information and all of that stuff. Just like you said, I assume people are gonna throw them away, but if they don't, I want them to remember the quality that I gave them right out of the gate. And the next part is, you don't have to just give a business card. Do anything that you can to create a positive brand interaction the first time you meet someone. That's why I created the penalty flag game, flag it, tag it, when I started giving people penalty flags. That's why I use koozies all the time because my demographic at Bacon Sports, bacon loving Jersey rocking sports fans. What do they like to do? Drink beer. Boom, I have a conversation with someone. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh man, where can I check you out? And the best thing that you can do pop that beer off, take that koozie, and like, there you go, my friend. This koozie's for you. Drops people's jaws to the floor. They're like, really? I'm like, you're welcome. See, I love the koozie thing, right? I'm all in on that because that is not like, that is a transaction in which somebody is getting something of value that they could use if they want or sits on their desk. I literally check this out. No joke. Obviously, no one but you can see this sitting on my desk right here, dude. I literally have your bacon sports koozie on my desk. I used it uh, last week when uh, there were some beers in the office. So it's a thing that's cool and it's different and it's nice and it's like not obtrusive. Um, and so that I'm a thousand percent for on that. But I feel like when it comes down to the like piece of paper that is a business card, I mean, I literally have, you can, you can see it. No one else can see it. You can, you can see how like the stack of this shit. It's crazy. Right. I like, it doesn't even matter if there's like some of these may, you know, be somewhat nice. Like this is a thick card. It's in a square. It's different. Well-designed. I just don't care at all. All like zero percent of me relates 
anything of the person, the brand, their quality, their lack of quality to their little piece of paper or whatever they put it on that gives you their contact info. I just don't care. Like, here's an example of, um, I guess I shouldn't say the name of the brand, but like, I don't know if you can see the brand that it is, but it's a worldwide global brand that people yeah. would know, right? It's literally like a piece of, it's like they printed it out on a printer. It's like, you know, name, phone, email. And they like, he like wrote in his name and wrote in his email. Dude, I don't care because I know that I want to connect with this guy at this brand. I don't give a crap. That is literally the shittiest card in the pile. I don't care at all. So for me, it's just like, I don't put any value or valuation on the business card. Like my cards are still going to be nice because like anything we do, we're going to put a little quality into it. But I just don't on the receiving end care at all. Zero percent. I'm more impressed with I get back from a trip like that and somebody sends me a beer koozie. Somebody somebody sent me a red stapler in a huge box. Like it's bizarre. But hey, it got my attention, right? I led the I read the letter. So like stuff like that where it's a little out there, a little different. That's the stuff that I'm gonna pay attention to. The thing that you just gave me your, your contact info on, I literally just want that so I can get it into my phone as quickly as possible and the rest is trash. That's it. So I just don't personally care at all about the business card. So I actually throw away every business card. What I do is I take a picture of the business card in Evernote. Boom, I know I'll actually give the business card back to the person. Just like you said, all you're caring about is that contact information. I guess for me, it all just comes down to the mindset of personal branding. And I think that the majority of those 84 business cards that you have in that stack right there, they're not thinking about personal branding. They're thinking about almost a transactional nature with you right. saying, here you go, Brian, here's my contact information. That that should, they should be following up immediately with you. Boom, here's the business card, and then boom, like you said, email and text. Yeah. Back in the day, once again, when I was a lowercase g, when I was a single guy, the move was if you got a girl's number or something, you text her like right there, oh, yeah. let me make sure I got the right number there because girls are notorious for giving you the wrong phone number there. That way you can make sure yep. to lock that bad boy up. <laughs> so, I, so I believe that the same should be said for personal branding. And I guess my takeaway from this is that people should care more about personal branding and everything that they do. That if you don't believe in business cards or if you do give out business cards, then make sure that the best ones that you have and that you use this as just one of many different personal brand interactions to get the attention and to build the relationships. Like I mentioned previously, I've sent jerseys to CEOs, uh, not like super expensive ones, ones with handwritten notes and things to be different and stand out because at the end of the day, I believe all of this is about finding ways to create a personal relationship and then provide value for others. Yeah, man. Look, I, again, I, I think that in the concept, I agree with a zillion percent. I just personally put zero, zero effort onto business cards because I just don't care. I'm not, I, I don't like there's nothing in my mind that this really mediocre card makes me think anything. But more. how much of that is because you're the CEO of a company? Let's talk to someone who's a 24 year old inside sales hustler or 24 year old working in an ad agency. So would you have a different mindset when you were 24 versus where you are right now? I don't think I would. I really don't because it's not about the card transaction. It's about what you do after. So that's that's my perspective. It's just not, this is just a transportation device so for is information. This, is this status irrelevant, whether you're entry level or you're a CEO? I mean, because I can get it from a CEO level. You're like, I'm not going to be giving business cards to another CEO, but not everybody is in that point of not, not everyone's in that level of career. So 
you have to figure out other ways to, uh, okay, here's the answer, Brian. Someone comes up to you who's 10 years younger than you and, and says, Brian Cristiano, I want to, whatever, have a phone call with you, insert anything. They just want the next relationship. Yep. What is the best way that they can get your attention, period? Hmm. On the spot there, you mean? Like how they can so, convince me to actually be like, someone, yeah, I'll someone's a call. At that, someone's at that conference right there, rolls up to you and is like, dude, I watch all your stuff, love what you're doing. I would love whatever, five minutes of your time. They can A, give a business card. You just mentioned that doesn't work. Yep. So if someone's going to, we'll call it for lack of a better term, close Brian to yeah. say, after this first interaction, I want a second interaction because that is the key. The key is the second interaction because that's yes. when you can start building the relationship and providing the value. So how does someone do that to somebody at your level? So it, here it is. It's very simple. The flashy, gimmicky stuff doesn't work. I just don't care. I don't have time. I've got a million people, 84 people handing me business cards, et cetera, right? All I want is in the shortest, sweetest, right to the point conversation to walk up and say, hey, Brian, I saw your video or I've watched your thing or I attended your keynote and here is something that I learned from it or had a question about or that impacted me in some way. So, so and, and, and I want five minutes of your time to talk about X and be really clear about X. Because for me, it's can you come up to me in a fashion where you're not wasting time off the bat? So if you can say like, look, I know you because of X. This is what I thought about it, felt about it, had an impact, didn't have an impact, disagreed with you, whatever, whatever your perspective is. So that way I know like, oh, you actually have paid attention. You know who I am. And you had some interesting transaction with me virtually. Cool. Or you followed my work or whatever it might be. So I know like, all right, you're invested a little bit in me. So obviously I, I could give you a little bit of my time, right quick to the point. And then here is why I want five minutes of your time. And here's what I want to ask you or know about or get information on. So then I know. And then you're just like, look, I want to know I'm struggling with. And look, actually, here's a great example. This is how I've gotten in front of people that are way more, have way made it bigger than I have, like billionaire status people. I've approached them and said, Hey, I've read all of your books. It has impacted my life, you know, in such a positive way. It's helped me to change this thing about my business. If, you know, if that's the real conversation. And I had a, I have a question about X, Y, Z. Can I get five minutes of your time? And I probably say 60% of the time I've gotten in front of people. I would never imagine I would get in front of with that. Cause all your, cause it's just about the connection, dude. It's like, look, you've helped me. I appreciate it. You've impacted my life. I got a question. You have experience. Can can I get a little nugget of your information, your time? And I'm not gonna. And, and I'm saying it so precise and to the point where I'm not wasting your time now. So clearly, I'm probably not gonna waste your time later. And I'm gonna actually stick to that five minutes. I'm gonna give it to you. It's the people that ramble or tell a whole story or come up to you and start talking to you that clearly don't know you or don't care or haven't whatever. And you're just like, dude there's been 40 other people that have said that same stuff. Like I'm not, I, I don't have time to have that level of a transaction, but somebody really needs help or cause I've helped them or they had a question, dude, I'm going to give it to them. And I found that dude, people you would never imagine have responded to me. Mark, I love that. Mark Cuban has responded to me through that twice. I love it. 
And you have to make sure that when you do that, you've got to stick to the five-minute time frame because these people are super important. I've done it. And for me, I've mentioned this before. The way that I've done things like this, that's how I created a podcast. That's how we're doing this exact podcast that you're seeing right here. Provide value or do what Brian says. Or in my case, hey, I want to provide value. I want to talk to you about X, Y, and Z. But be very, very specific. Yes. Generalities and ambiguity does not do well for people who have a million things going on in their life. Not at all. Quick, quick, before we end this, what'd you think of, what do you think of Growing Bold so far? And what did you think of specifically of Episode 5? I'm actually I, asking because we haven't had a chance to talk. Uh, I like Growing Bold. Uh, obviously, I love following the journey. So the thing that stuck out to me the most was sifting. So got a million impressions of people, but what you care most about is the 100,000 people who watched the entire video there. And the next thing for me was, I see that people are gonna say, yes, Brian, you're 100% correct. I wanna do that. So the next thing is, how do you get to teach the people how to sift those 100,000 and create the Facebook campaigns to do that? Because certainly you can say, I'm gonna create a webinar. But once again, you're going to run into the same, I don't know if hamster wheel is the word, but even if somebody says, yes, I'm interested, and yes, they sign up for the webinar, or whatever the piece of value is that you want to give them, it's still a very difficult thing to transact there. And I think that that's actually the biggest challenge, I don't know from you, but certainly on anybody who's at one of the seminars that you're speaking at saying, Brian, I agree with everything that you're doing there. Actually, I need you, Brian, to fail safe them. I think that's the biggest issue. You want to see the success for them, and everybody buys into what you're saying. I love it, but I still feel that it's hard because people are fallible, and you know going to conferences, they're fired up for two days, and then you never hear from them again. And that's hard because you have the ability to create positive impact on these businesses with the techniques that you have but i feel that there's such a gap between the people who want to do it and the people who will do it yep that's true there's a lot of people who talk about it all day but aren't going to actually take the level of action and unfortunately that's just the world we live in right you're never going to get rid of you're never going to necessarily change everybody right and so from my perspective it's putting your energy and your focus into the people that are are really actually going to do it and maybe just need your help on how to or to execute it or the strat whatever that might be right and just put the energy it's kind of like that one question where the guy in you know that we edited in there was a lot of other questions that was when we edited in where the guy was like look like how do you convince people who are still stuck in the old school mindset and i said look you got to show them the results but at the end of the day there's going to be a lot of people who still are going to push back against that and you're not necessarily going to convince them to move on to somebody else. There's a million businesses. Like, why are you going to spend time trying to convince somebody that's not convincible when you can go and find somebody else that just that, that gets it but just needs your help? Move on to them. So I believe that that's probably one of the most difficult things for anybody who's an entrepreneur or in business to accept because – there is a million brick walls in front of you standing in front of your success. And you're told just keep running through the brick walls until you're able to get through it. So there's a fine line between saying, is this a temporary brick wall or is this a permanent one that I'm wasting my time on? So how can you help people differentiate between the two on that? Because maybe I didn't give my value proposition good enough or because a lot of times you'll sit there and think and you're like, well, am I not, is it me or 
are they so old school and thinking that they're not open to this? I mean, yeah, I guess it's until you hear a no, but even then, no doesn't always mean no. Correct. Correct. It's just about asking questions. It's just about asking questions. It's it's if they're not sure about it or they're hesitating. Why are you hesitating? What 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 have you know, what are you unsure about? What are you uncomfortable with? Most people try to avoid those questions because they're going to get something back of like, look, I don't believe it works. I don't think you're the right person or people or company. I don't think I don't like you. Whatever. It's you cost too much money. You you don't charge enough money. So I don't think you have that. Whatever. The people want to avoid people telling them those things. But the reality is when you can bring that to the surface as quickly as possible, you can address what the real underlying issue is. And so you can find out if if you're pitching marketing, digital marketing, for example, to to a client or a prospect and they're saying, listen, like, yeah, we like it. We like it. We like it. But, you know, I'm just not sure if we're going to be able to move forward with it or we're not going to be able to move forward at this time. How come? What's the hesitation? What's holding you back? You're going to get a real answer right there, and then you can address it, and then you'll find out, is it is it money? Is it price? Is it timing? Can they not afford you? Do they not believe you? Hey, we don't. We just still don't believe that Facebook works. Okay, great. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you more stuff on Facebook. Or not. Maybe it was just price. Let's talk more about price. How can we make that work for you? So it's just about literally bringing the issues up to the surface. You can deal with them directly and head on. Most people try to avoid the issues. And so what happens is it ends with like, a, oh, yeah, we're excited. And it just kind of fizzles out and goes nowhere because you haven't actually talked about the stuff in their brain that they haven't told you that's actually holding them back from doing business with you. And then if they just say, look, dude, we don't, we're never going to spend any money because we believe TV works. Cool, dude. Thank you very much. Good luck with that. Call me if you ever change your mind. And I'm going to move on to somebody else who doesn't have that method of thinking. And that's how you know the difference. I've got a good book recommendation for everyone. Fierce Conversations. It uh, it talks about how to have uncomfortable conversations. And it's not necessarily just sales, but it's something that if you really want to get good at business and take things to the next level, you've got to be able to get comfortable being uncomfortable and asking uncomfortable questions. Because you need them, right, Brian? Dude, that's all it is, man. That's all it is. Just get comfortable being uncomfortable. Love it.